What's up, everybody? Josh and Jay back with the America is Blue podcast transfer special edition. Uh, Jay, everybody knows that we we definitely need some reinforcements. There's no doubt about it. And there's been a lot of names rumored about. We always have a lot of connections to uh, different players throughout Europe. But this time around, we seem to be attached to a lot of people because we need a lot of help. So, uh, you know, per usual, man, first word to you. What's exciting you the most that you've been seeing and talking about? There are a couple of moves that I think are pretty exciting. Um, actually, none of the ones that either are, are completed or at the one-yard line. And, you know, January transfer window and with our current predicament, it's trying to find this balance of being in a desperate situation, which we are, and trying to find the appropriate type of pieces that can help this team for now. Um, if lucky enough, find some foundational pieces which can serve us moving forward. Uh, but there's also the fear that everybody's scrambling about. You're just trying to rush in reinforcements, and they may not exactly be the type of guys that you need, and it could just be a waste of cash. Um, but there are a few names that are out there that are being floated around that I think would be really exciting, not only just for the rest of the season, but uh, but for us moving forward. All right, well, so then give me your give me your top two that I can see because I can tell you one that I'm not a huge fan of that I, that I see us very closely linked to right now, but I'd like to hear what you really like first. Well, let's start off with who we already have. Obviously, we got David Dastro, Fafana, uh, young striker. Too early to tell whether he's going to be a contributor. Let's forget about the rest of the season. Obviously, he's going to be a contributor because we have no other bodies up front. Uh, but whether he's going to continue to be with the squad or be loaned out. Uh, Benoit Badiashile, I think that's a pretty interesting piece. I don't know if he's going to be a starting center back for us or part of a rotation for us, but he's somebody that I think will stay with the team moving forward. He's a big dude. Andre, he's, he's, he's a big dude. dude. Off from Monaco, our new scouting team is very familiar with them, so maybe they thought there was uh, you know, some, some, some solid talent there that could develop and move forward with us. He's only 21 years and old. He's a- uh, he, he, I just think that, but well, just like you said, super young and Benoit Badiashile. That is a fucking awesome name. Like you, you got, it you, is pretty bad. You got, you got, to, you got to stomp that one. That one's that one's freaking awesome. Love that. Yeah, le- left-footed center back. It serves some additional purpose there. Um, Andre Santos, the Brazilian central midfielder. Those guys are already in tow. I think the rest of the season is a perfect opportunity for all these guys to see what they've got, see if they're going to be a part of the team. Um, Obviously, I think the most recent news, and I'm going to mangle his name, I've heard it pronounced 800 times, uh, Jao Felix, on loan for the rest of the season. Um, I've got mixed feelings about that one. This is either going to be boom or bust, but the good news is it's only a loan. So we, we could dive into that one a little bit further. But then there are a couple of other names that are floating around out there that I'm actually a little bit more excited well, about. Well, Joao Felix, I'm not a fan of him. I, I've, I've never been a big fan. You don't like anybody Portuguese. Maybe well, well, one I, Portuguese player I mean, you like. That is, that's, that's not entirely true. That being said, it's just I, I kind of thought that he was overrated because he, he was the uh, hundred-plus million-dollar boy or very close to it. Uh, you know, Over. It, Oh yeah, he was you know 100 and change. Well over going to going to Atletico. You know what a huge Diego Simeone fan I am, and it I've heard some rumors about him, which I definitely want to talk about too. But uh, 
he couldn't get it done under Diego Simeone. He didn't really impress me that much at, at the World Cup. He's all bark and no bite. I feel like he's the dude who's going to hit the post a bunch of times, but he's not the guy that's going to score you a goal. He, he's more of a of a of a dude who's going to sort of further the frustration rather than uh, be an answer to some of the problems. I'm not a huge fan of his. I'm going to start off with the cons that I feel toward him. We have a lot of guys kind of like him. A little bit soft, supposed to be very tactical, supposed to be good with the ball. These were all the same things that we heard about Kai Havertz. You know, Raheem Sterling is kind of like that. I don't know how much he differentiates from them, but we obviously don't have any bodies on the wings, so um, it is what it is. You know, he was really, really good when he was with Benfica. He was young. He got that monster contract. His results while at Atletico have been... Very, very underwhelming considering the price tag. But naming an attacker for Atletico Madrid over the last however many years who actually has impressed. It's just not their style, right? Like they're like that gritty, nasty, junkyard dog, play super rugged defense. The entire back line is half balding. They're just, this is how they play, right? Like Antoine Griezmann was kind of terrible for them. Um so th- I think this is a really good opportunity for, for, for all sides involved. Atletico doesn't want to carry his wages. We need some offensive help and support. We only have him for the rest of the season. What I would have liked to have seen in here, and I don't know how much it would have thrown off the economics of the deal, was an option to buy. Yeah. Because if we could have done the option to buy and, you know, listen, if things go swimmingly for the next six months and he helps us get into Europe, <sighs> stay, save some part of the season if he's a contributor to that cause, you know, then maybe he is something going forward because he's tremendously talented. And again, he's only 23 years old. Well, I, I am all about bringing young guys in. And yeah, maybe a change of scenery, uh, maybe getting into a, ironically enough, a more difficult league. Maybe that'll bring out the best in him and he can, you know, rise to the occasion. Best of him. I am glad it's a loan at this point and not an actual transfer, oh, though. Because that would have been super expensive and that would have been, I would have been really concerned oh, about no. that. Agreed. That, that would have been a panic buy rush to very out of the blue definitely don't agree with that at all so let's get into some of the other uh attacking talent that we've seen uh, attached to us i got uh marcus turam of course uh i've seen bandied about and uh michaelo mudrik um from uh from ukraine both of these guys bring a little something uh different i I think uh turam is a little bit more of an out and out uh striker a little closer to the goal but uh, both of these guys are, are really exciting. Uh, Mudrik was uh, uh, an Arsenal target. We we're going to try to do the classic swoop there. Um, who, who do you uh, who do you like? Uh, who do you like better, Turam or, or Mudrik for what we need? I think I would like Mudrik better. I just I think that ship has sailed. I think he's it's almost locked that he's going to Arsenal. He's commanding a hundred million dollar fee. Oh, is it up to a hundred million euro pounds? Yeah, it's some ridiculous amount. I, I can't see us going ahead and splashing cash for something like that at this point in time. Um, if we just pick in the player and financial fair play and the economics of it don't matter, I would take him. I get. I just continue to get concerned with plucking offensive talent out of the Bundesliga. You know, Taram is playing for Borussia Mönchengladbach. And listen, he's done well there. He's on. He's on the. France, the French, French national, national team squad. Yeah. He made the squad for the World Cup. So listen, there's obviously talent there. 
I just, you know, there's always a discount. You score 30 goals in, in, in the Bundesliga, you may get seven in if you come to the prep. So if your name isn't Erling Holland. Well, hopefully, um, hopefully Nkunku can, uh, can, can break that trend because we're going back. Yeah, I hope so. You know, we're going right back to the, to the Leipzig well uh, with him. You know, we sent, we sent Timo back. He started scoring again uh, for him and then got, you know, got hurt right before the World Cup. But I definitely agree that in terms of goal scoring talent, the Bundesliga is just a different place to score goals in the Prem. Yeah, yeah. But who who I am really excited about, and these aren't massive names. I mean, we threw our hat in the ring today for Pedro Porro. Yeah, Pedro Porro. Who's at a sporting. Yep, the right back. Yeah, we're thinking, like, you want to get a good right back because our situation there is abysmal at the, at the moment. We can't just keep on throwing Dave out there. He's a spot starter. He just gets worked and everybody just attacks that side of the field. And then it extends people. There's pressure. We can't just keep on doing that. So you want to get somebody that's good. You're not going to be able to get anybody too good because they know that as soon as Reese James comes back, they're hitting the pine. Yep. So you almost kind of have to try to find one of these guys. That's like a Marcus Alonso type signing. You, know, you get him for a couple of million, you know, 10, 20, 30 million. He knows that he can play. Maybe maybe he has some versatility, a guy who can play on both sides. I think Poro's pretty much exclusively on the right. But, you know, again, another relatively young guy at 23 years old. He can go out there. He cover for Reese, who hasn't been – who hasn't consistently been healthy, unfortunately. Um, I, I think we need a move like that. Whether he's the exact guy, I don't know. But I think we definitely need a move like that. And I think that the guy I'm most excited about um, – Arsen Sakarian, who we've been speaking with this guy, I think going back into the summer, 19-year-old guy uh, playing for Dynamo Moscow. It's already signed, sealed, delivered, like all personal. Everything has been taken care of as far as the deal is concerned. But for visa purposes and geopolitical issues, we can't get him in. We can't get him here. But he's ready to rock like now. I think that's a really interesting, exciting young piece. That guy as a, as an attacking midfielder who can kind of play centrally, sort of like a 10 role. Um, I'd be excited to see what, what that looks like. Well, we definitely need help in the midfield. We, we need a, we need a new heartbeat. We need a new engine room. It, it's gotta be addressed. Uh, so now that, now that the, the Enzo thing has, has sort of fallen through, I know that we're, st- we had our eyes on uh, Caicedo um, what do you what do you think is going to happen now if we've truly moved on from uh, from Enzo? Ideally, I'd like to see us go back to the table and just drop a bank of cash. I don't know if that's feasible. Um, again, it's one of these things. It's such a sensitive position, man. Like you need top line talent in your midfield to be a successful team. There's no top notch team in the world that has a shitty midfield. So, getting a stopgap, we have stopgaps. Yeah, we have we have one guy in the midfield who I think is truly, truly world class in Mateo Kovacic, um, and is you know can consistently play like that. We have a lot of issues elsewhere. I don't want to bring in some guy, spend the money, and then not play somebody who could turn into that in Carney Chukwameka, because I've loved what I've seen yep. from him. Um, I think Dennis Sakari has done well. So it's either you're going out there to make a really, really impactful move, or don't bother, or and then wait until the summer. Yeah, I mean, summer's when you can, you know, really splash the cash, but we are in desperate need of reinforcements everywhere. Hopefully N'Golo Conte yeah. can, can get healthy and contribute sometime soon. It would be fantastic uh, to, to see him back 
out there wearing the number seven. Uh, now, I also just want to bring this up before we before we kind of put a bow on this. Diego Simeone seems to be, you know, becoming available uh, out there. If he were available in the manager pool, uh, granted, I, I think Zidane, it's fair to say, would be anybody's first choice. Anybody's going to want want that guy. Would he want us? Yeah. That, that remains to be seen. But what do you think about the Diego Simeone type fit? Do you think he's too pragmatic and too defensive for what Chelsea would be trying to do? <clears throat> it's such a good question because I love the guy. I love the energy. I think he's the, like personality. That's the kind of guy I do love want it. on a Chelsea Absolutely side. Absolutely love it. I would want all of that style of play. I have no problem with throwing out a very defensive minded team. I could care less. I don't need to see three, four goals in every single game or see some beautiful brand of football. I want to see successful football. I think in recent years when we've been at our best and we've, we've had the most success, stint number two with Mourinho, Antonio Conte, crazy run with Thomas Tuchel to the Champions League, um, we weren't exactly lighting up the scoreboard. We played very sound, very solid football, and then when we had our opportunities, we struck. Indeed. I have no problem with that. But I've never really seen Atletico play any kind of even close to attractive and solid offensive not their, football. Not their style. So maybe, maybe, maybe he's just a he's a, maybe the right type of guy, right personality. I think maybe he's just a little bit too far on the yeah, stodgy the, defensive the, spectrum. The aesthetics aren't going to match the brand. That that yeah. Is. I need I need a tick or two over a tick or two over. Yeah, I, I agree because. I love the mentality. I love that guy's fire. He's amazing. Uh, the fact that he, you know, won La Liga, uh, with which was ve- a very difficult league to win with with an yeah. Atletico squad. It's fantastic. Uh, hats off to him. He's the he's the anti grandfather. Oh no, he's the polar opposite. These guys, you could not find two different personalities. That's probably why I like him so much. Um, yeah. So, all right, man. Well, th- this is this was awesome to to chop it up with you. Is there anybody else that, that you think that you got got your eyes on for the uh, for the January window? I think this is basically us tapped out. But if you got anybody else that is hiding under a rock or, or think that we should be taking a look at, my hail mary just because of his contract situation is Mukoko with Borussia Dortmund. Yeah. I think that that would that would be the I mean, dream. Get get a young. I'll, I'll take back everything I just said about the Bundesliga and roll the dice with that kid. I just, I, I don't think that's going to happen, but that would be my last Hail Mary. But dude, we're still very early in the window and we're obviously being active. We're pounding the pavement on anybody who's out there. So I think there's a lot more that's going to come up before the window shuts. All right. Well, we'll be back with more uh, as Chelsea continues to plow through this uh, terrible season. We're looking for some uh, mid-season reinforcements to try to uh, get us up the up the ladder, up the table. Uh, Jay, we'll chop it up with you again soon. Till then, America is indeed blue. We'll talk to you all soon.